0: a rock star on the podcast today and i want to take a minute just to say that drummers deserve more of an applause drummers are underrated and deserve more respect so today we're going to give this man the respect the drummer who i saw at six strings in foxborough massachusetts a drummer for kevin Hershen and annie bropes philip j sika the third welcome to the podcast how are you today
1: good man thanks for having me on i really appreciate being on your show and talking about drums of course that's
0: what we're here to talk about (laughs) when did you start drumming
1: um so it goes back to when i was five years old but um there was a lapse um in between so my parents have pictures of me playing like a little toy drum set when i was five and then um there were some years uh that went by i didn't really play and then um my dad bought me my first real drum set when i was 15. so i started really just taking lessons at that age and and uh, i didn't stop i just I just kept going and then when i got into my 20s i started playing um heavy metal seriously and and toured all over with metal bands and then i got into country <laughs> so uh go figure you know you go you go from small crowds to big crowds with countries just a different world and i'm happy to just play you know it's just fun to play especially after COVID and everything so definitely won't be taking that for granted <laughs> ever again
0: talk about you drumming at a young age were your mm-hmm. parents ever? Um... Telling you to go outside and play on the drums? Because I know the drums are wicked loud.
1: They are loud, yeah. So my, my dad kind of played, so he he didn't pursue it. He stopped in his 20s, but um, he played for a while. They always encouraged it. My dad actually built me a room in the basement of our house that I grew up in. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire, a small town called Seabrook. And, and he um, he built me a room, and they, they never cared. Um, they let me play till midnight. Always been very supportive. They've never told me to not play, so... That's all I ever did really <laughs> I, um, I have you know a few close friends but uh, unfortunately uh, being a, a drummer or playing an instrument it just requires a lot of your time you know I started playing along to songs that's how I learned originally was just playing along to uh, ACBC was like the first band I ever drummed to and then I just you know I grew from there and then started taking lessons really serious late 20s because you do hit a wall at a certain point as a musician it's fine i don't really think of myself a musician but whatever i'm just like, I just oh, like we're giving I you the credit you deserve <laughs> you hit a wall eventually without guide into you need someone to show you the way yeah, and I'll, I'll still take lessons every once in a while but yeah it, it's it's always I've always had a lot of support playing drums never my family um, I have a big family everyone's always been great so and now that I play country they can actually come to shows and um, not be blown out of the water if you will with the uh, heavy metal although I, they did come to those shows but I could see the the look on their faces you know with the with the earplugs in and stuff. They were, they were being supportive, but they were definitely not into the music at the time. So um, but yeah, the country is just a different world, man. It's it's cool. I never thought I would like it. I don't think I would ever go back to playing any other genre. So it's it's been a pretty fun ride.
0: How long do you practice like drumming? When you were a kid, you said you played till 12 in the morning.
1: Yeah, what- I would practice. I mean, before I really had to like, you Know, I had to get a job obviously, and uh, in my early 20s, um, teens, I, I probably played like you know, six or seven, eight, eight hours a day, just all day, you know, and then it got to a point where you know, now I'm at an average of maybe like two hours every other day. Now I, I like to take breaks for me, I, it builds up that like inspiration and that creativity. Um, so I feel like I'm better after a couple of days off, you know, it's like a bit of a mental recovery and, and think about what I want to do, and then I'll. Practice again, but I still have those days where I go for hours and hours. But uh, unfortunately, uh, life gets in the way, so <laughs> I don't get to practice as much as uh, I'd like to. But um, I'm I'm happy with my my routine that I have now. So it's it's enough to, to stay on top of my game. It's it's maintenance too, right? Like drumming, if you don't do it all the time, um, you lose your feel, um, which is very important. A lot of players especially if you're like going to sit in for someone like Kevin is a totally different vibe than Annie. You know, Kevin's more of a free form, kind of have fun, you know, play his originals, take them seriously, but we play a lot of covers with Kevin. So it's, it's a different vibe. I love Kevin to death. Kevin's just a great guy. I I hope he makes it all the way. You know um, he doesn't typically play as much. So between him and Annie, it kind of works. It's really great that it works the way it does. Um, And they're so friendly with each other. So it's a really rare thing that I have and I acknowledge that like playing with two bands sometimes it can conflict uh schedules you know so but it's never conflicted it was just meant to be so yeah it's um it's just been a great time playing with Kevin and Annie we we actually played a show once where we were both on the same show Annie hosted the show and I opened up with Kevin and then I stayed right behind the drums and then played with Annie the rest of the night oh, <laughs> so wow. it's it's that kind of friendship you know like A lot of bands aren't like that. A lot of you know, I've had experiences where they get upset that you're giving your time to another band. It's like, well, you know, if you're not playing all the time, like I love to play, like I wanna take every opportunity I can get without upsetting anyone. It's it's a tough spot to be in because you get lots of calls, you know, fill in stuff and I can't always do it. So it's mostly consists of just Kevin and Annie. That's that's enough on my plate for right now (laughs) and with you know, with work and stuff. So but yeah, it's, I love it, man. It, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, the, the the country world is is so much different than the rock and roll world. And it's opened up a lot of doors for me. So um, I, I just, I can't look back, you know, you got to take those opportunities. I'm sure you're, you know that.
0: <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit about Annie. Your schedule with her is just wild. You guys go out pretty much every week.
1: You're yeah, are on, on tour. Yeah, we have this this weekend off and next weekend off, which is which is kind of a, a rare thing um, compared to last year. But, you know, I just kind of go with the flow and, and uh, play whenever she needs me. But, yeah, next month we're pretty busy. Um, and then she's got some full band stuff, you know, for the rest of the summer. And uh, we've got some fun gigs coming up. And she's got some uh, other shows. um nationals and stuff um, that we're going to be opening up for and uh, nothing I can really, um, uh, I'm not sure that I should say at the moment, but um, uh, as far as like, who we're going to uh, open up for.
0: Things to come. Yeah. I mean, you guys are on tour a lot. I mean, she's one busy gal. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's in it to win it, man. You know, um, she's all in. And that's how you have to be. Um, you have to really, be all in and, and make that number one, because that's the only way you make it. You know, it's like anything in life, you know, the harder you work at it, the better you get at it. You keep getting good at it and you'll make it, you know, that's just, she's just a hard worker. Have
0: you played any other instruments besides drumming or was it just drumming?
1: Uh, Mostly drumming, but I picked up like rhythm guitar along the way. You know, I could, I could get my way through um, a cover set playing rhythm, you know, country chords, bar chords. Uh, But that's pretty much it. Um, it, It's been pretty much my focus has pretty much been on drums and and other, you know, um, types of percussion, like hand drums and Latin percussion, acoustic, you know, percussion, playing cajon for an acoustic gig. I do a lot of that with Annie, you know, we'll do like two or three piece gigs with just acoustic guitar, her, Ryan, and myself. Um, and, and those are fun too, you know, it's you can be a little bit more creative um, with, with hand percussion, because you're kind of you're filling more space with a hand drum uh, versus playing on a, a full kit where you have, um, you have more options on a drum set but but a hand drum you can kind of do what you want as long as you're playing the beat of the song. But there's a, there's a little bit more freedom in those acoustic, those acoustic shows.
0: So there's a lot that goes into being a drummer, what are the skills that you have to have to be a drummer?
1: patience um, and, and just discipline like with country artists if they're hiring you to play a gig you just got to play the parts right um, I'm a little bit more at home and comfortable with Annie and she'll kind of throw me some love during, a, during the sets typically she, she always does and I'll do like something quick um, but she always throws me love but when I'm filling in for uh, other people um, it's just learn the songs exactly how they are just play your parts that's how you get work is just you know being humble too and just playing what they want like i want to do this for a living right like i want to make money i don't want it to be my you know my life. i want to do do whatever it takes to to do this full time um so you just have to be disciplined it's very easy to overplay and uh with drums if you're doing that and you're filling all the time and going crazy and You probably won't get a lot of work from country artists, especially because people show up for country shows because of the vocalists. They don't really know the band. It's not like rock where you know who Lars Ulrich is. You know what I mean? Country, it's about the singer. And I'm completely okay with that, by the way. like I love not being known. I love being in the background. I I love just doing my thing and holding down the beat for the band. Keep it simple and and just play the parts and, and you'll always have work.
0: Well, you may be in the background, but I noticed you at Six Strings in Foxborough. Where you were just jamming out back there. And I think that a lot of the times when you go see a concert, you notice the vocalist, like you said. I think that people need to look at who's creating that type of beat for the mm-hmm. artist, for the vocalist. Yeah. I think that's very important when it comes to the drummer lifestyle. Yes, I'm part of a band, but without a beat, your heart wouldn't be moving. And we're going to get into that in a little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and, and Kevin and 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 Annie both recognize the band. They're very supportive and they they introduce us. Um and that's that's great because a lot of um in my experience, a lot of artists don't. They just, you know, it's all about them and that's fine. Like I don't I don't care. Like I said, I don't need to be known. Uh, you don't have to give me time to drum solo. I don't I, I would prefer not to play a drum solo, honestly. Oh, really? it's just more, it's just more added pressure, you know, like, um, it, I, you know, I'll do little things here and there. Like when Annie throws me some love, it's just, you know, it's just like a couple bars. It's not, um, it's not nothing crazy. You won't see me up there doing like a Neil Kirk drum solo or, you know, um, but it, you know, it's you Keep it simple and, uh, and try to keep the beat too, because if you're playing in front of a crowd, like a big crowd, you try to keep them going, you know, you don't want to just stop and then just solo and do something completely out of the pocket so i try to like keep the beat going while i'm keeping that beat going just kind of fill around that um and that that seems to work out people seem to dig it so so i'll just keep doing that until <laughs> until she says come up with something else you know but everyone has a thing everyone develops a a routine and and i have um i have certain weapons in my arsenal that i'll bring out at different times when i'm allowed so Um, my my go-tos, if you will, you know, um, drum fills that I created that I, you know, thought about when I'm rehearsing one of her tunes. And I'm like, oh, this would be great in a live setting. Let me try this. And then we'll do it at a rehearsal. And she's like, oh, that was really cool. And then we'll keep it. And it'll be a live version for that, you know, of that song.
0: So you mentioned a lot of famous drummers uh, throughout what you were talking about.
1: Who are your top favorite? Top five favorite? It's really hard because, like, I... I love these guys that nobody has ever heard of. So if we're going like billboard jazz guys that I like that, um, that have become very popular in the, in the drumming world, there, there's a guy by the name of Tony Royster, who is um, a little bit younger than myself. And and he, has played drums for Jay-Z. He's on tour with Katy Perry right now. And he's just an amazing. He's one of those guys who was a prodigy kind of just came out of the womb with drumsticks and <laughs> he's been like killing it ever since And he's one of the best in the world. Um, and, and, you know, then obviously, um, uh, so John Bonham from Led Zeppelin is one of my favorites. Um, Neil Peart from Rush, uh, honestly, uh, Phil Collins, um, it, he was was a great drummer he is a great drummer um he could make simple stuff sound amazing you know um that's what i I like guys that can play simple beats and they sound really tasteful when they're doing it you know it just has a good feel and a good sound to it um he actually passed away but um joey jordanson from uh slipknot was one was one of my favorites because i i grew up um in in the 90s i'm i'm old so I, i'm 40 so um when Slipknot came out, it was like, what, like 1998, 99, like nobody was playing drums like that and on the radio, especially. Um, so yeah, he was a big influence. Um, I I would say that those, those guys, my, my top five for sure. But yeah, if you ever want to have your mind blown, just check out Tony Royster Jr. He's just an absolute monster. Um, and he, he literally can play any style. So it's, it's always inspiring. Like before a show sometimes i'll be backstage watching drum videos to kind of hype myself up <laughs> and it helps it's really helpful it gets like the creative juices going you know and i'm like oh i'm not going to go that crazy but you know this will you know maybe i'll try this you know <laughs> um but I, I push my luck sometimes but uh, more so with kevin <laughs> because kevin is you know um kevin's just a different animal as far as um a band um as far as a band goes like um so you know they're both both professional bands just different vibes you know
0: i can see you uh rehearsing to in the air tonight with that drum solo <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's that's a great one um we kevin actually we actually started playing that kind of just joking around in between songs and people would go crazy oh, yeah. <laughs> and i'd kind of quickly do that drum fill, you know and um and everyone would like go, go nuts and i text kevin all the time like we should play we should do like a kind of like a funky version of it you know more of a like a like a put like a dance beat under it you know instead of uh you know right from the beginning you know just kind of make it our own and uh but but keeping those drum parts that everyone knows you know um we kind of do that we actually play wonder wall but we kind of like make it like um by by oasis obviously um kevin loves to rock up um 90s tunes and it's really fun to do like did we play that when you were there that night i think we played wonderwall you guys
0: did play wonderwall at six strings and everyone went nuts
1: yeah yeah that's a really fun one to play and um and i just love that song like the lyrics are so good like just has a lot of meaning to me kevin kevin's a great fun guy he's like become such a good friend of mine too like um he's just a sweet guy
0: yeah, he's a really nice guy. We had him on the yeah. podcast before, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about his career, and he mentioned how he loves to be with you guys on the road. And, um, you know, he talked about some of the acts, the big acts mm-hmm. that he's opened up for. What are some of the big acts that you can share the experience and what that's like that you've opened up for with Annie um, Groves or Kevin Hershen?
1: With Kevin, we opened up for um, Diamond Rio which is like a really well-known, you know, uh, country, classic, traditional kind of country band. Um, uh, that was really fun. We, we did that at a fair in Rhode Island. Um, it was kind of like, um, in the woods on a hill, the stage was down at the bottom of the hill and it kind of, kind of like looked up the hill and people would sit on the grass that that was really fun. Um, and I didn't know who Diamond Rio was because I'm not like a true country guy. Um, but um, they were they were great live, uh, like with Annie. We we just opened up for Michael Ray, who was an upcoming country star. But one of his songs just went platinum. Um, you know, we played in front of a room full of people. So she gets a lot of great opportunities to open for like these national acts, and it's just a cool experience. You know, you, you kind of like get to live like them for a day in the venue. You know, you know you get. You get access to places you normally wouldn't be able to go. You're treated a little bit nicer. (laughs) Um, you know, um, there's rules too to follow. So that's always fun, you know. Don't go here, don't do this, don't talk to that person, you know, here are your credentials. Um, nobody else can come back here. It's it sounds stressful, but I love it because I know it's like special, you know. It's um it's just a really special thing that not everybody gets to do. And uh in my my rock days i mean the band was on a label we we toured with godsmack and opened for them and disturbed um wow. so that was really wild yeah you know that was a really fun experience um, we get treated much better it was the time the band's called hell within and um it was kind of like a metalcore um, new metal kind of band in the early 2000s um, and we had a really good run and then unfortunately the singer didn't want to do it anymore but that's a a story for another time but um yeah i mean i i went all over the country you know well on these the rockstar mayhem tours that they used to do the energy drink yeah so they got the band got a jägermeister deal and jägermeister put us on that tour as one of the openers and i'll never forget my first this was back in 2011 this was the biggest the biggest show i ever played it was one of my first big shows and we played at the um I think it was the Comcast center or in in Connecticut. And uh, it was like that amphitheater style uh, venue, I believe. Right. Um, And we were scheduled to go on at one o'clock and there was nobody out in the field. It was just completely empty. And then as soon as they opened the gates, literally after 10 minutes after I'm like, I was bummed because I thought we were going to play in front of thousands of people. We did. But at the time when I was looking out on stage uh, from being up on stage, it was nobody out there. Then all of a sudden, within five or ten minutes, there was thousands of people in front of us, and uh, we got the green light. and We started playing, and I think we had like a fifteen-minute set <laughs> for each show. It wasn't long at all, um, but it was fun. It was really fun. So,
0: you ever get nervous um, up on stage, like with those big crowds like
1: that? Sometimes, I mean, it. Yeah, when when we're opening for like a um, like a national, because they're you, you know they they can hear you you know they're not far from the stage you know whether it be on their bus or um or inside the venue in, in a green room somewhere um but uh yeah it's, it's a little bit nerve-wracking um but um it's not so much the crowd that is scary it's the performance it's not I hope I, uh, it's, I hope I don't screw up, you know, because that still looms over your head because it's live music and anything could happen. I've had my, my in-ears go out on me before, like a, my pack on my side, the battery died, which is a rookie move because you always change your batteries before every show. And uh, if it's more than an hour, I would change them uh, just to play it safe. And I didn't. Um, so what that means is um, I basically have no stage volume, at that point and uh i'm I'm playing off a memory and hoping that i'm in time with everyone (laughs) and you kind of have
0: to improvise in that situation
1: yeah yeah if my pack goes out i can't hear anything so i have to pull my ears out and and rely on stage volume
0: how difficult is that um it sucks yeah yeah
1: it sucks especially on a big stage because on a big stage everyone's wearing in-ears and there's really no stage volume um it's it's really preference but most of the times like when we play those big stages they they just plug like guitars are just direct there's there's no um there's no amp on stage typically we, we're we pretty limited when we open up for those big bands the um the big national acts we, just because there's you know not enough time or whatever um but yeah, it, it's happened a few times where I lost my ears. and I know how the song goes. It's not that I forgot the song, but sometimes you can kind of fall out of time, you know, if you're playing slightly faster or, or too slow or.
0: So in that situation when it is too fast or is too slow, how yeah. do you kind of look at that and kind of get back on track?
1: Uh, metronome. So, you know, can't go wrong with the metronome or click track. Um, so that'll help guide you um, and keep you in time. Um, so, sometimes you can fall out of time using a, a click track. If you're getting too overzealous or not really, or you lose your, you know, you stop paying attention to it. Like it, that happens just through through excitement sometimes, but we don't play with, um, we don't play with a click track, to be honest, uh, with, with Kevin or, or Annie. It's more of an organic vibe without, without um, the constraints of a metronome going. That is a downside to that, you know, um, if if you're not if you're speeding up and slowing down it's it you can tell when you listen back to the tracks you know um, if somebody records it or whatever or we record a live show um yeah so it's it's important uh, it's best to play with a click track at all times (laughs) in my opinion but not everybody likes to a lot of guitar players don't like to because it just sucks the feeling out of the music you know
0: So when you have those headphones in in your ears, Mm -hmm. is that music? What is that exactly?
1: I'm just hearing a mix of everyone. So like, yeah, whenever you see like a singer on stage with their ears in they're, they're, it's, they have themselves in their ears so they don't blow their voice out so they can hear themselves when they sing. Um, And and yeah, uh, it's, it's really my uh, preference. So when my ears are mixed by the sound guy, he'll ask me what I want in there. So, and I can have whatever I want, you know, I I usually have like um, a blend. It's like a studio, nice, clean blend, all the instruments and vocals. And I I can mix each person to my liking. If I don't want vocals as high, like I'll have Annie and Kevin at the top of the mix in my ears, because if all else fails, I'm going to follow them rhythmically because I've played with singers who like they, they, they might rush through a song, just maybe it's nerves or, you know, whatever it, it could be, you know, people, everyone's different. But um, yeah, I, um, I try to navigate the music by listening to their vocals. If, if, if it's somebody new that I'm playing with, I've gotten into a groove with Annie and Kevin where I know them well enough now. Um, that's a, the thing that's good about playing with the same people for a long period of time. You just kind of learn their personality and their instrument and where they're going to go um, and how they play and what their tempos, you know, what they play like. So it's, it's hard, but you, you also become better by playing with more people. So it's a lot of fun, but it's, it's, it's work sometimes.
0: What's that feeling like Uh, we talked about kind of controlling the crowd with the beat. Mm -hmm. I know that you don't think about that because you're really thinking about the vocalist, but what does that mean to you that you kind of control that heartbeat of everybody in the crowd mm-hmm. if you think about
1: it yeah if i stop playing <laughs> everyone notices right <laughs> like you can kind of like we've had situations where like ryan might break a string and he has to stop playing for a second so as long as the drums keep going and everyone's having a good time they typically only notice for a second but as long as that beat's going they can keep moving you know um especially with covers because I've been in some nightmare situations where the guitar player, you know, guitar broke or, you know, string broke or his battery died in his guitar and all of a sudden there's no guitar, but there's another guitar player on stage. So he can kind of carry the band while he gets his shit together. Yeah. It's just, you know, keep going through it. And uh, the, the, yeah, I definitely like that people I'm the one, you know, provided the beat and people are, into it. Um, Heart and soul. Heart and soul of the band, yeah. honestly, without S-s-s-
0: the beat. Yeah,
1: especially, I, I'm i with you, because like, especially like the dance beat, um, the dance beat songs where it's like what they call four on the floor, where it's just, you know, kick snare on every beat, you know, um, you know, the, the, the driving beat that I'm talking about. It's just, you know, that powerful kind of straightforward dance beat. And that you can never go wrong with that beat <laughs> in a song, because it's like that club music beat and people just love it. And that one simple beat keeps people moving. <laughs> like Andy has a tune where there's like a drum break in the middle of the song where it's just kick and snare and they're kind of like, you know, clapping their hands in the air, you know, and just going, do, go, do, go. you know, just over and over again and people are clapping. And it's cool to hear that because it's usually when it's just the drums on stage, if it's a big stage, you can feel the drums more and it's loud as hell like (laughs) you can hear it echo all the way throughout the room especially at a place like six string where the sound is so good and it's big in there um yeah when you hit the snare drum and that crack it just there's so much atmosphere in that room so it's a lot of fun to to have those beats keep people going and it's, it's definitely energetic that's it's definitely the best natural high ever um being up there and, and doing that, so.
0: And that was a big crowd at Six Strings at Foxborough, Mass. When you played. It was, with, yeah. With Kevin and
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a good night. That was there was a lot of people there. I don't know how many, but a couple hundred at least, maybe more.
0: Everybody was vibing. I'll tell you, I was in the crowd, and you could just see everybody having a great mm-hmm. time, um, while you were up on stage drumming. I mean, I was watching every part of the band because I saw Kevin play uh, mm-hmm. solo act but i've never seen him yeah. play in the band and you guys were yeah. just electrifying
1: rock stars oh, that's, that's so good to hear yeah that that was just a really fun show i mean i, I played there a bunch um i i always love playing in rooms that have really great sound you know um that that's that's one of them and and it has like a built-in crowd so you know it's going to be like a fun night there's always a crowd there um it's just one of those places that people like to go uh, for for live music so um, definitely one of my favorite venues for sure
0: i've seen you actually two times i saw you at six strings for kevin herschen and then i saw you in boxford for that venue during the summer for the apple festival
1: oh you were at that yes that was um yes yeah that was a fun little gig um you were there huh I
0: was there and we got okay. some great shots of you. I work for the cable company there, but we got some great okay. shots of you playing the drums. And I just, I I completely have so much respect for drummers and their ability to create that beat for a crowd and to kind of just see how into it you guys get behind the scenes and to hear from you and the stories to hear from you. Um, yeah. And to hear how close you are with Kevin and Annie, um, it's just it's just awesome. It's really awesome to hear all that information.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad that, like, everyone gets along because not everyone does. There's a lot of – unfortunately, there's a lot of jealousy. Uh, just try to ignore it. But um, when artists get along and they support each other and they're on the same bill, like, it, the one thing that Annie does that I really like is she'll have these shows and she'll – She'll bring on someone to open up the show or, or just co-host a show and, or co-headline. Um, people that that we've never heard of, um, younger girls, like singer-songwriters, will will come up and do like an acoustic um, uh, an acoustic set. Uh, she She has this kid, Keith Crocker from from uh, Salisbury Mass, who's, who's uh I think he's like 21 or 22. He, he sounds like Ed Sheeran. like he's so talented. She has him open up a few shows before, and um, yeah, she, she loves supporting other bands. And I, I think that's the way it should be, you know? Um, everyone just kind of working together to help each other succeed because Kevin's not the same as Annie, and Annie's not the same as Kevin, so there's no reason they both can't make it, you know? Um, that, that's That's why it's important for people to support each other because we're not alike. We're all different, so um, I'm just not a competitive guy. So, um, I I just, I think that's how it should be, but unfortunately there, you know, that's not how the world works. There's, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, jealousy out there and hate when you get good shows and stuff, but just tune it out, you know,
0: talk to me a little bit about some of these venues that you've done with Annie and kind of your best moments that you've shared with her up
1: on stage. She's played a couple of shows that were sold out. We we did one before COVID at this place called nine Wallace. It's a little kind of like jazz club kind of vibe. That was really fun because we had a, um, every once in a while we'll have like all the parts of her band that she used to record her albums, like a fiddle player, a keyboard player. She has this one guy, um, he, he goes by the name of, uh, his name's Chris, but he goes by the name of Gooch. And he, he, he's just kind of like this multi-instrumentalist talented kid who can play mandolin, he can play piano. And so any shows where we have like a full band, where we have all the instruments, that's just so cool to me. Um, and, and and those small club gigs are super fun because it's like wicked intimate. And it's it's all people that she knows. And they're just, she has a really big support system around here. And that that's what you need is you need support. And she has that. So I think that's why it's kind of, elevated her to that next level as far as gigs and playing these awesome venues um like I was saying earlier we opened up for this guy Michael Ray um at Granite State Music Hall in Laconia that's a big room you know it was packed it was another big stage um so so any 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 gig where we're opening for someone famous um those are always the best ones because you get to live like a rock star for a day
0: country rock star
1: yeah country rock star yeah <laughs>